I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to DL Uncut. Our next guest is the director of the Kedron Community Health Center in South Los Angeles. Please welcome Dr. Jeffrey P. Abraham. What's up, Doc? Hey, Doc. Yo, yo. When is the new album coming out? Yeah, when right, is the album right. dropping? Oh, roll up your sleeves and get your shot. Yeah, yeah. There you oh, go. Man. I like it. We ready? You gotta, you gotta sing it though. Yeah, yeah. No, uh-uh, you don't know. Do you, you, you do don't not do want it. me to sing. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I, I got All a chance. All vaccinated. You I was, uh, I got a chance to visit you guys about a month ago. We just came the, earlier this week and got From our uh, second last shot. week and got our our our, our, our second shot. What I noticed uh, is I grew up about four miles from that very, look, I grew up on 135th and Avalon. We were on 42nd and Avalon. There was just all young white people and and a few Asians, but primarily, like, the last time that many, that many white people was in that part of town, the, the Black Dahlia, the movie, was around. It's like, <laughs> it, it, like Dragnet was around. Um, why the, is there reticence in our community? Do we not know, or or what is the biggest drawback to? Because I would assume that the primary goal is to uh, get uh, much needed vaccines to the underprivileged community, but it didn't seem like that was what was happening right there. Yeah, I will start by saying I don't blame anyone who rolls up their sleeves and get a shot at these life saving essential medicines, this COVID-19 vaccine. I'm sad that people have to travel to Kedron in South LA to find their vaccine. I'm shocked that it takes grown people to finally come and visit us where you grew up, where you have seen this is medical tourism possibly at its worst. You should not have to wait till now to know we don't have a CVS or a Ralph's where we live and Kedron is where we go for our care. So I do ask, please wait your turn and also don't steal our shot. Do not steal our grandma's shot mm-hmm. or her appointment. But the truth is, this is everyone's shot. Hashtag this is our shot. Whether you are black or brown, white or yellow, 
this is everyone's shot. I ask that everyone wait their turn, though. I fought to get this vaccine into South L.A. for our community. So, yes, it disturbs me when I see people who come and wait. But I also tell them I am proud that you were excited to get vaccinated because we know that is a challenge. Whether you are white, brown, black or yellow, you have legitimate questions. Your body, your health, that is your right to ask. And it is my job as your doctor to answer those questions. And that's what we do every day in South Delaware. Okay, but why, and, and, and you know, a, a excellent facility, and I'm telling you, but why is it reticence? Because why didn't I see more people who are residents of that community? Why didn't I see that? Why do you think that? Because our people are working two or three jobs. They may not have child care. They may not have elder care. When are you going to go and wait? Who is going to sit in that line with their RER camping gear like they're going to climb K2 and Uber Eats and play Nintendo yeah. DS? Right, right, right. That's right, right. That's not our community. So what I noticed is when I opened up mm. late hours, overnight hours, Saturday, Sunday hours, all of a sudden the people showing up were our community. Oh, okay. you got to meet mm. people where our people are. Our community does not have the luxury to stand in line and roll up their sleeves. Do not confuse, you know, uh, access for hesitancy. The truth is our community does not have time to wait. We need to get in, get out, get back to what we're doing, loving, working, playing, going to school, going to church. So that's where we're taking these vaccines. So you, 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 you don't see it's it as hesitancy. It's just availability or, or access scheduling. You know, I think first and foremost, when we looked at 40, 50, 60 percent of our black and brown community claiming hesitancy, you know, what I heard was, where is my shot? No one's offered me a shot. Right, right, right. So right. how dare you <laughs> count <laughs> that right. as hesitancy? Yeah. The truth is I was never offered a shot. But when I am offered a shot, we should say, what is mRNA? What is an mRNA vaccine? Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, which is right for me? But when we take the time, we meet people where they are, we engage them, we educate them, I promise you they roll up their sleeves and they let us vaccinate them. And our community has been neglected for far too long from public health and health care. Right. And we're not going to let that keep which, happening which, which is on. Which is uh, the second point I was trying to get to. Uh, the hesitancy is, is uh, they came by it honest, like uh, everything from uh, forced uh, uh, forced sterilization mm -hmm. to the Tuskegee experiment to eugenics to t taking genetic material like in Henry and Alex. So mm -hmm. to, to corporations like Johnson and Johnson and the whole baby powder thing. So there is there is a historical uh, 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 vantage point that we have that it, it there is a lapse in trust between our community and communities of color and the medical apparatus. Yeah, you know that there is a medicalization of racism that has existed in this country for decades beyond slavery. Slavery is dead. We do not have unpaid labor in this country anymore. Slavery is gone, and yet many of those remnants of systemic racism exist in our community. We will not let that stand. This is not a social experiment. This is not Tuskegee. This is not Henrietta Lacks. Trust me when I say the National Medical Association, your historically black medical society watched, and we made sure the FDA did their job when they approved these vaccines. I would roll up our sleeves. 
we know you both have rolled up your sleeves. When you're offered a shot, you take that shot, whether it is Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson well, okay, Johnson. Okay, what about people who are We wouldn't offer it But to I think you. also this was a great example of why we need more black doctors and black nurses. Because I think when you, it is easier for me to trust your face when you're giving it to me because I believe in you and I know you're not going to do anything that's bad for me. And I think a lot of black people when they walk in, whether it is at, um, you know, a center or anything else, and you don't see any black and brown people, I think that distrust that was already there increases. Right. I'll tell you right now, thank you, you know, thank you, D.L. Hughley, for coming from our community. Thank you for your parents for raising you in South L.A. <laughs> you know, this is a historically black institution, Kedron, started by 22 black psychiatrists in 1965. When our people didn't have a place to go, we would not offer it to you if it was not safe right. for us. And we are offering it as black and brown L.A. to black and brown L.A., that is a powerful message. If you've it got is. questions, it is. I'm you telling ask you. them, give us a chance to answer your questions. Give us a chance to offer you life-saving essential medicines. But you deserve to live just as much as rich people and white people and everybody Preach. else. And that's why we hmm. do what we do. You don't Man, I'm telling you, you're so COVID. dope. Because no you know I hate shots. I, I hate, I mean, th that ain't tequila. And it's, hey, <laughs> I was there when you got yeah, your shot. Shot. We don't you need to Let's move on. Stop it. But you did. You were doing great. You son of a bitch, but now look at you. <laughs> you did it though. Um, what I what I want to know is there is a race. We were on with Dr. Fauci last week. There is a race uh, between uh, vaccinating a, a larger percent of the population and these variants that could take hold. And whatever happens is, is more than likely going to affect our community. Uh, probably disproportionately. Why do we need to be vaccinated as soon as possible from a community standpoint? What is the urgency all about? You know, what I really want your viewers, your listeners to hear, whatever you are offered, you roll up your sleeves and you get that shot. There's a lot of confusing information out there on the internet and the television and wherever else you're getting your information from. But if they were approved, we were watching and we made sure that good vaccines got through the process. All three, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson are good vaccines. And what they do is exactly what we want. They achieve equity when it comes to survivability. We want to survive COVID as much as rich people and white people. We want to survive COVID. That is period. We don't want to go to the ICU. We don't want to get hospitalized. All three of those vaccines do that. Zero percent of people who got these vaccines died. Very few got critically ill and required an ICU or a ventilator. Few got hospitalized. If Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson do that, then you should get whichever one of those you can get because these variants are real. Viruses and bacteria are doing exactly what they are to do, mutate and survive, and our job is to roll up our sleeves and get that shot so You're when so they dope, mutate man. and variate, I, we survive. I'm glad I went and took, a, took a, and brought my whole family to take a vaccine on the streets I walk and the air I breathe, and then you were there. Now, I would get like take a shot from you, but you scared the shit out of me dressed like that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I, I took a shot, but I hit my Rolex. I did. I did. I did. They're like, I love it. Are you doctor? I am. Hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to DL Uncut. Our next guests are comedians and Oscar-nominated writers for Judas and the Black Messiah. It's Keith and Kenny Lucas, the Lucas Brothers. What up, gentlemen? How y'all? Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? Hey, how are you guys? You guys are some funny motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> really, I used to see you. I, like I, I used to see you all around all the time. I, like I was just in Salt Lake City and I saw your headshots. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are hysterical. But oh, Judas and the Black Messiah is not. It didn't yeah. make me laugh one time, you motherfuckers. What is that all about? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it was just like one of those stories that were just sitting in our heads, and we were like, let's try to get it made and see if we can get it done. And uh, it just worked out. But it's, you know, we love comedy, man. That's that's our... It was so stuff. interesting, because when they were saying the Lucas Brothers wrote that, I was like, not the niggas I saw. <laughs> not, not them niggas. Did they do that? Why? I, I, I really did. I said, it must be some other ones. <laughs> it must be some other ones. We had to look at this. This shit did not make me laugh at all. Yeah. Nothing funny about that story. It was the most modern. It was it well. Was. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. well-written, well smart, succinct. But it was not funny. But it was not. I was, I was like, you niggas, y'all at niggas. All. Perk up, niggas. Perk up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what's not, what I always find interesting? They're always, with almost with everybody that I find really funny and really interesting, there is a wellspring of things that surprise people. Like, that you, like you go, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. This surprised me because I didn't, it, it surprised me because I didn't see any, it was no no letter, but I guess that time wouldn't have. There was no treacle. There was no, not, not, none of the treacle was cut. It was just it's like it's like there you got even cocaine get cut. You can't you got some have that, <laughs> but but it makes sense now because um, some stories, uh, the words, the impact of the moment, the the action are so important that you have to be specific. I guess. Right. No, I agree a hundred percent. Like when you're dealing with, especially with Fred Hampton, like. You can't make mistakes. You don't want to make any no, mistakes. No, right, right. His legacy. So when you're balancing the the levity of jokes versus uh, high drama, you gotta like you gotta be really delicate with. Right. It, it's so funny because black people have high drama just relating a story. Like all you have right. to do is look at somebody's life, and it's it's it, like like for Ed Hampton in this case, look at somebody's life, and all we see is the lights and you know the t-shirts and all the dope stuff like like all. the... But all of the backdrop is maudlin and dark and and and, right. and cloying. Right, right. No, that's 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 absolutely the case. I mean, it's 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 just drama filled and trauma filled. Do you think that? Because uh, I, I don't I don't think they they that Hollywood and Oscars in particular really did comedians. I don't think I, I don't think they do. <laughs> yeah, it's I, something that all the time, man. Like they, it's just. Kind of a disrespect, a little bit, but especially with black people. Oh yeah, right. but if you if you won an Oscar, like Monique was very funny, but not right. precious. I was like, oh, none of this shit's funny. I gotta, you know. So <laughs> I think you got. I think they think 
oh, we know you can do that. So this is such a turn that that is worth uh, looking at. This, th- th- these funny, this funny, um, this funny thing I'm used to seeing, but this dark turn is far more interesting. People to to people, uh, particularly in that endeavor, like in in, in Oscar. Right, right. I mean, yeah, there's clearly a premium on drama uh, as opposed to comedy, and and I do think that like when they see comedians quote-unquote, step outside of their box, uh, they're more inclined to, to, to recognize said comedian. Were but, you uncomfortable? Well, were you guys uncomfortable? Well, you got two. It's two of y'all. Y'all couldn't both be uncomfortable. One of you motherfuckers do something. Well, <laughs> they got each other. Why would <laughs> they be uncomfortable? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> were you ever uncomfortable? Like, that's, that's a, a to- or did you always know that that was in your wheelhouse? Uncomfortable with the idea of going that dark or just like like making that compromise? The whole thing. The whole thing. I, I can't think of a moment of comfort in that entire thing. So were, were, were you uncomfortable with a total departure from what you are expert at? The total departure from what we know you from? I mean, no. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like as a comic, you know, we always dabble in pain. I mean, your comedy, at Chris, all you guys, you guys are talking about some like really hard shit always. I mean, and, and we grew up on that. So it's like, we've always sort of like dealt with the dark stuff. So it, it was, it's never like, it was never a concern of mine that it would succeed. I think the, my biggest concern was, you know, we're dealing with this man's legacy. And if we mess that up, like that, that you can't go back to Chicago. Like, right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. There's a whole lot of reasons that for that, but don't, <laughs> just, it's not just fucking up Fred's story. I'm just telling you, um, are you, are you, what stories are you interested in? Cause now there seems to be the, the, the one thing I find about a time like this is that there, there, there people are open to hearing uh, perspectives they, they weren't before and from right. people they weren't necessarily in tune to before. Like, you cats are definitely set to a frequency that, uh, that, that they are into right now. What story do you want to tell? Man, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, there's so many stories. Like, uh, we want to tell a story of Sharp James, right. mayor, mayor of Newark, our right. former mayor of Newark yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Why? Why? What was what's so interesting? Why, why that story? Why does that stand out of, of the myriad of others? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like that transition from like he started as a sort of a progressive uh, left wing sort of politician and then he transitions mm-hmm. into sort of this corrupt kind of like a crime boss or not even a crime boss, but a machine boss, but politician in Newark. And I think it'd be it's like a fun sort of uh, journey that you go on. So we'll laugh transition. a little bit in that one. Oh yeah! Thank God, you motherfuckers! It was like listening to a Charday album. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Dude, you still like gigging on the road? You, well, it's hard to do that now. But but oh, yeah. when 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 the world opens back up, if that ever happens, you still going back out there? Absolutely. That's gonna be it's gonna be a different muscle now because a lot of people will only have known you from this. A lot of people will only know you from this from from this muscle. Yeah, I right. Mean, I mean, right. the thing is, like, before it was, like, 22 Jump Street, people were like, oh, you guys, this is it. Right. And so now it's Judas, so it's like, I think it's always going to be something where they try to pigeonhole you. But the one thing that we always have is stand-up. The one thing we can yeah, always... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just, it never changes. So do you think like, about... do you th- when you When you're thinking of characters or thinking of stories to tell, does it start with the story... Or the, the the person does it start with the, the the things they went through or them as individuals? Well, with with Judas, you know, obviously it all started with Hampton and you know his tragic death. Right. But as you do, as we did more research, 
uh, we started to realize, like, oh, no, the story itself is, is even more gripping, right? right. Like, it, you know, he was he, he played a role in this story, but, like, when you take a step back, you realize how how uh, how, how massive it is, how epic it is. Right. Uh, and, and so as we pulled back the layers, we realized the story itself uh, was, was worthy of, of uh, cinematic treatment. You know, somebody, it was a good friend of mine, said something, and we were talking about your film. And we said a lot of uh, uh, the FBI had a lot of black people that that uh, that, you know, there were dual agents. They were the the FBI. They got these black dudes or black women for a specific purpose. The Panthers never had no white FBI agents. No, it it says a lot that the Panthers are gone and the Klan is still here. Right. It it says it says a lot. And I think that one of the things about your story was it was so insidious that I almost got it. I almost could see how it could happen. I, I could see you get in trouble. It's just a little bit. You're just doing this, and all of a sudden, you you you're killing a dude. You helping a dude get killed. Right, right. I mean, I mean, that's like the the manipulation that they employ to to get their uh, to secure their outcomes. It's like, I mean, this dude didn't know he was going to facilitate a murder. I mean, how could you know that? It's impossible to know, but. He was dumb enough to believe that what he was doing was just, and I, I think that that's what—that's the problem. They sort of played on his naivete. You, you know, it's funny. Believing white people get you in trouble all the time. I swear to God, I, 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 didn't try to be, I like that. Like, like I'm like, how do you believe? Like when you look back from the moments of history, every black person go, "How did that nigga believe that?" <laughs> like that's that, that's really. If we had a time machine. Everybody that ever gets shot was so, nigga, how you believe that? Every white dude over in the corner rubbing his hands. How do you believe that? It's true. But I feel like in the story, though, you can see that moment in their brain, like that bubble of, now, why did I believe that? Why did I ever even think this was going to work out in my favor? But I saw him doing an interview where he looked, like, proud, and then right after that interview, apparently, he he killed himself. Like, after that. Right. It was all like uh, he put on the front. A right. bravado, like I did what I had to do, and I'm proud. What, what do you tell yourself? Then after that, nigga saw that table. Well, you know what? Why not believe these niggas? I'm going to kill myself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could have been funny. You could have done that shit. And then... <laughs> we wouldn't be crying right. when we leave God the damn it. <laughs> shit. And then a key wouldn't be getting threatened by Charlemagne. Jesus Christ, you could have done that. <laughs> Dude... Do you like this muscle better than stand-up, or do you like, or is it just kind of, because I, I think it's all the same thing. It's, it's a source. Like, water all comes to you. Uh, water comes to your house. You can wash dishes. You can cook. You can take a shower. Same source, different uses. Is that kind of thing, or do you just like one thing better than the other? I think it's the the, the, the faucet thing. Like, it's the same source. It's like, did you say faucet? I don't know why I said faucet. But whatever, yeah, like, whatever, whatever. It, it, it's that. It's like, yeah. I, but I, I think I have more fun <laughs> yeah because stand-up is just you know it's yeah it's yeah, like, yeah 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 well i know what uh the uh the uh judas and the black beside will never be a fucking ice capades i know that shit that shit will happen <laughs> never be it'll never be a fucking disney movie i know that shit <laughs> what are you guys working on right now right now we're working on a book man and your book was fantastic we uh we want to we want to we want to write a book we want to yeah yeah we're, we're working on a book uh hopefully you, know, you fucking you know what i knew this about you and i hated it from the beginning you motherfuckers are brilliant i can't stand you sons of bitches i can't take it <laughs> i can't take it 
<laughs> I can't take it. I'm going to say something bad to one of y'all so the other one feels it, goddammit. I can't stand it. <laughs> what, is the, what is the fucking book about, you prodigies? What is the book about? I mean, it's, it's, we're trying to tell a story uh, about you know, our journey from Newark to Hollywood, but, you know, the, the, the shit that happened in between, you know, drugs right. and family shit and poverty wow. and all that shit. Well, drugs, now that's better. Now, yeah. let's tell me about that. <laughs> oh, everybody has a crack story. It's so great. <laughs> you from Newark? You from Newark? Yeah. Of course you have a crack yeah, story. Tell us, yeah. more. tell us more. You do. Brick City. You got it. <laughs> um, because I, I always think the way I grew up and the dark things I went through really made me clear of the things I like it almost gave me uh, the ability to be a cipher like a third eye I could see bullshit coming from a mile away so when you left Newark and came to Hollywood it must it was it must have been like fuck this shit this is easy man it was like Hollywood was another like it's another level of like weirdness like at least in Newark you know you know what you're getting right, into right 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 if you go on the wrong block, shit might go down. Right, 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 right. Hollywood, like, it's so discreet and secretive. Right. Like, everything's, like, positive, and you're like, all right, this is too weird. Like, Would you ever live you, in Newark again? Would you ever do it again? Would you guys ever live in Newark again? Uh, you know, I think about it, you know. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> Translation, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nigga, have you lost your mind? Ooh, that's a good time for a book. Have you seen Newark? <laughs> you see what happened? No, it's, I mean, because, you know, there's like everybody always wants to reconnect with where they're from. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. wants to do, they feel like they go back to where. You don't feel like that? They're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think there are other ways to reconnect. I don't think exactly, exactly. That's why they got FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, can't nothing compete with the drugs and the white women out here. I'm telling you, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You know what yeah. And you motherfuckers got an Oscar coming up. Y'all gonna get, oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for y'all, man. Hey, man, Um. so final thing, the book. Uh. Uh. I want to write the foreword. I want to write okay. the foreword for the book. Really? I promise amazing. I am. I promise I'm going to write it. You motherfuckers, you. Yes, I am going to write it. And I, I know it's going to sell uh, 300,000 copies, and I'm going to be just as <laughs> jealous as I am right now. <laughs> just as jealous as I am right now. That would be an honor, man. Thank you. It's an honor to have you guys, man. I'm telling you, you guys are very funny and very talented. Very. Thank you all for coming on, man. Appreciate it.